This is Premium Times Half Hour every Thursday at 11 a.m. Today, we'll be spotlighting the presidential seat. The emergence of Bola Tinubu as Nigeria's president was protested by many, particularly the two leading opposition candidates, Atiku Abubakar of the People's Democratic Party and Labour Party's Peter Obi. They claimed that the election was marred by widespread malpractices and non-compliance with statutory provisions levied against the Electoral Commission, among other issues. As a result, the duo approached the presidential election petition court in Abuja to file complaints challenging Tunibu's victory. Some of the issues raised were false academic records, dual citizenship, drug trafficking in the U.S., and not getting 25% of votes from the federal capital territory. And with Premium Times' judiciary correspondent, Ame Ejekwenyilo, who has covered these court sittings and will be throwing more light into these issues. I'm Titi Lokwefadari and welcome to Premium Times Half Hour. This is Premium Times Half Hour every Thursday at 11 a.m. On this podcast show, we discuss important issues and matters of national importance. Premium Times is Nigeria's leading investigative and accountability platform, and we bring this show to you weekly as part of our mandate of providing the information you need to make informed decisions. This show spotlights exclusive reports produced by Premium Times reporters from in-depth investigations and unique analyses to human angle stories. But before we delve into today's um, discussion on the presidential election petition court in Abuja. Let me share some important stories Premium Times published and some updates we had during the week. We published an editorial titled Nigerian Economy, the Pains and Gains of Reform. The article notes the current administration's efforts to revamp the country's failing economic sector and urge the administration to implement a biometric and demographic data required to drive targeted pro-poor programs which should be mostly channeled to better schooling and healthcare outcomes. During the week, Premier Times reporter Titi Lokwe Fadari emerged as Nigeria's best women reporter where she beat four other nominees in the journalist category and received a tablet, award plaque and a scholarship training at the British Broadcasting Corporation office in the United Kingdom funded by Nigeria's Office of UN Women, of the United Nations Women, an organ of the United Nations. Get more of this information on our website, www.premiumtimesng.com. I'll go on a short break, and when I return, we'll begin conversations on the highlights of the presidential tribunal sittings. Stay tuned. This is Premium Times Half Hour, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Welcome back. This is Premium Times Half Hour, a podcast show that spotlights special reports produced by Premium Times reporters. I'm Titi Lopwe Fadari. And with Ame Ejekwenyilo, Premium Times' judiciary correspondent, who will be shedding more light into the presidential election petition court in Abuja that started on May 8th and will be ending in a few days' time. 
I'll be taking this issue bit by bit based on the allegations raised by Atiku and Obi. And this will serve as an update for those who did not follow the court sittings. So it was alleged that the election was marred by widespread malpractices and non-compliance to statutory provisions. They were leveled against them, the Independent National Electoral Commission. Yeah. And um, in trying to back up this claim, the, e the um, European Union's report was brought forth and they said in the report, it was stated that only 31% of the presidential election results were uploaded on the IREV portal. Mm. And um, not all of the results of the presidential polls were also um, uploaded on the IREV portal. So how, when these issues came up during the sittings, how did it play out? The report of the European Union Observer Mission was attended by the presidential candidate of the People's Democratic Party, Atiku Abubakar, and one of the key findings was that the presidential election results were not properly uploaded on the INEC resort viewing portal, uh, particularly uh, only 31% uh, of the uh, entire results were on the portal and accurately. Correct. Correct. So the, the, the issue uh, came up and um, the court admitted the document in evidence um, against uh, INEC and President Tinobu. And uh, that was it for the documents that, were, that was, I mean, tendered. And then for the witness to, uh, to respond to, I mean, the, the witness, the document was tendered and admitted in evidence. So it is for the court to um, examine it and arrive at a conclusion as to establish whether the elections, um, I mean, the presidential election complied with statutory provisions of the of the Nigerian Constitution and the Electoral Act or not. So that is for the court to determine. Okay, so another issue that President Tunubu faced is the fact that it was alleged that he falsified his academic results. How did the arguments play out? Okay, well, um, the petitioners, uh, particularly the PDP and uh, its presidential candidate, Atiku Abubakar, as well as the Labour Party and its uh, flag bearer, Mr. Peter Obi, um, called witnesses and presented documents that were obtained uh, from the Chicago State University where Mr. Tinubu um, allegedly graduated from. And um, the issues they raised were that there were discrepancies in the names and the sex of uh, the gender of the, of the owner of the certificate, I mean, the records, the academic records. Um, I mean, whether it's a female or a male, okay. those were the issues that uh, were raised and the documents were admitted in evidence despite uh, objections from Mr. Tinubu and uh, INEC, as well as the All Progressives Congress. Okay. Uh, but come getting to the defense side of the suits, uh, 
where President Tinubu and the All Progressive Congress, as well as the Electoral Empire, were to open their defense. Um, the president did tender records. He did tender his academic records from the Chicago State University, uh, comprising his um, uh, degree certificate and um, the transcripts from the university, stating that he indeed graduated from uh, the university and uh, he was. I mean, he is an alumnus of the university. So that was how they defended that particular um, situation. I mean, uh, allegation. So it is also left for the uh, court, the five uh, member panel of justices, to determine the veracity or the wise of that. All right. So now let's move to the issue of his dual citizenship, where in the case that we said that. Aside from the Nigerian citizenship he has, he has that of the Republic of Guinea. And we also learned that he is a very close friend to the President of the Republic of Guinea. And I also understand that the President of Guinea you know, spoke on this issue. So how did it, how was the outcome? Okay, well, the petitioners presented um, the data page of alleged um, international passport of Mr. Tinubu bearing the Ghanaian um, origin, of uh, Ghanaian origin, and it was contested. If, I mean, as to the source of the passport and the uh, PDP uh, witness uh, did say it was obtained from the internet but the document was uh, tendered in evidence as to um, if indeed he is, I mean, he holds the dual citizenship of Nigeria and uh, the Republic of uh, Guinea. That was the position of the petitioners, I mean, talking about Atiku and uh, Mr. Obi. But at the defense stage, where Mr. Tinubu was to I mean, where he led evidence in his own case, documentary evidence largely. Um, what, what was said was that the purported uh, passport that he had from the uh, Guinean um, government had uh, even expired. And it was not um, a question of him holding a dual citizenship okay. of, of, the, of, uh, of uh, Guinea. And it was just a gesture by the then uh, president, president uh, owing to his contribution to the advancement of uh, democracy and human rights in their own country, I mean in, in Guinea. And it was just like a non conferred on him. So it does not really amount to an issue of uh, dual citizenship, uh, or, or, so to speak. But again, that's for the court to also determine. All right, so there's another major contentious issue um, against the president, which is the issue of drug trafficking in the US and an alleged um, criminal conviction or arrest. I'm sure that came up also in court. How did it happen? Well, uh, that 
that was one of the key grounds of the uh, uh, suits against the president and there was a document that was tendered uh, as I mean a, a, a judgment that was um, tendered by Articus lawyer I mean Articus legal team uh, through one of their witnesses Okay. Uh, purporting to have been an indictment from uh, one of the district courts in the U.S. where the president uh, uh, was allegedly ordered to forfeit uh, the sum of $460,000 uh, in indictment, over indictment in uh, drug uh, trafficking. But the, the defense team, of course, of the uh, president and the All Progressive Congress did question the authenticity of the said judgment if it was duly certified because there are criteria uh, for certifying uh, documents to be tendered before the court and they called into question the uh, I mean the, the genuineness of the said judgment that was obtained from the US uh, court and tendered at the presidential election court as evidence. So that was um, the case of the um, petitioners. However, Mr. Tinubu, in the course of his defense, uh, tendered a letter that was written by a U.S. attache okay. from the U.S. Uh, Consular General in Lagos, okay. uh, where they were responding to a request by the police, by the Nigerian police force in 2003, whether Mr. Tinubu was convicted or arrested of any crime in the U.S. And the letter specifically um, stated that Mr. Tinubu had no criminal record in the U.S., be it arrest or conviction of any kind. And the a check was done on Mr. Tinubu through the uh, Federal Bureau of uh, Investigation and it was uh, discovered that he was uh, never convicted of any uh, crime in the U.S. So that was also tendered, the letter was tendered before the court by Mr. Tinubu's lawyer, uh, Wale Olani Peku, and the court admitted all of that in, the, in evidence. Okay, on a final note, let's touch on um, the requirement of 25% votes cast in the Federal Capital Territory. I understand that um, to be declared winner, you need to have 25%, but the president only got 19.4%. But let's also understand that um, other candidates, I mean, the first runner-up as well, did not get the 20, said 25%. Mm -hmm. um, how did the arguments play in court and what do you see as the possible outcomes based on this particular issue? Well, the issue of 25% uh, votes in the FCT as required um, by our constitution, by the Nigerian constitution, uh, came up at the court and uh, the, the, can the candidate of the the uh, People's Democratic Party, uh, Atikwa Abubakar, did not um, garner up to 25% uh, votes uh, to uh, in the FCT. So, um, 
The candidate of the Labour Party won overwhelmingly in the FCT and he raised the issue that the court should uh, nullify the election on the basis that the president did not uh, pull up to the 25% as statutorily required. Uh, what happened was the witnesses who testified, um, one of the witnesses for Atiku Abubakar did say, did acknowledge that, um, that he, their candidate did not secure the 25%. And uh, on that basis, the election should be nullified and uh, a fresh uh, poll uh, ordered by the court. That was their argument. But for um, the Independent Electoral Commission, there was no clear uh, defense in that regard as to why uh, the president uh, need not um, uh, secure the 25% as required uh, in law. So I believe that will be addressed are the uh, closing arguments for all the parties. Okay, now, so they said closing arguments. What are we having this? And, yeah. Well, from the date of the uh, closure okay. of all the suits, uh, both the respondents and the defense have closed their suits. Um, now, they were each, I mean, they were given, the, the respondents had uh, 10 days to file their final written addresses in preparation for the closing arguments and the uh, petitioners had um, seven days to respond to the issues that uh, might be raised in the uh, final written um, addresses. What the court said was that it would uh, inform parties when the matter is slated for hearing again. So there was no specific date as to okay. the hearing. Okay. So it's, uh, it's been adjourned uh, indefinitely, pending when all the processes are in, and then they can um, send out hearing notices. All right, finally, um, based on all that has happened in court and being present at the sit-ins, proceedings, um, would you say, are there sort of protests from either of the opponents opposing parties and any other reaction from the president's team? Well, the, the suit so far has um, progressed without much um, uh, rancor outside the preliminary issues concerning uh, inability of some petitioners to assess uh, documents from the independent national, I mean the National Electoral Commission which uh, they raised and um, the court tried to wade in. So uh, largely it's been, uh, the, 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 the proceedings have been uh, smooth. Uh, there, have, there, there hasn't been any uh, serious issue as to protest uh, from uh, the various uh, legal teams. And then outside of the courts where supporters, party supporters uh, converged at the earlier stage uh, 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 demanding that justice be done in, I mean, be done by the courts in determining uh, the suits. So, uh, likely it's been um, peaceful, and hopefully, um, we would have all that even at the end of the 
proceedings when the suits are determined. All right. Yep. Okay. Thank you so much for it. Yep. shedding more light into the many activities going on in the presidential election courts, right? Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Ame. And we so hope much. to have you again another time on this podcast show. All right. Thank you for having me. This is where we wrap up today's episode. Make sure you keep it updated with us every Thursday. Remember, Premium Times is a leading multimedia news platform which serves you every minute stories that help you make informed decisions and hold public officials, individuals, and organizations accountable. We have cartoons, videos, podcasts, and other interesting content for your delight. And for timely updates on politics, entertainment, sports, and business, visit our website, www.premiumtimesentry.com and follow us on all our social media platforms. We'll be here again, same day, same time, next week. I am Titi Lokwe Fadari. Have a great weekend. News beyond the surface. Investigations that uncover deep secrets. Analysis with thought-provoking perspectives. Reports that focus on human interest. Premium Times, a leading digital news platform, brings you these and more every hour through videos, written and podcast reports. Visit our website on www.premiumtimesng.com and follow us on all social media platforms for timely updates on politics, entertainment, sport and business. Don't miss out.